The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go beyond reality. Welcome to the show. Great one lined up for you tonight as we start to close out 2020. 20 years after uh, I thought uh, was it going to be a year that would never arrive when I was a kid. I'm like, oh, that's a year 2020. Are you crazy? That's going to be so far in the future. It'll never happen. Uh, it did happen. <laughs> We're 20 years past it, which is kind of crazy. Remember the TV show Space 1999, how futuristic that was for anybody who's over 40 years old? Um, yeah, well, we, we've surged past that. Remember the Y2K thing? Remember how everybody was in a panic? Yeah. Well, that didn't happen either. But uh, one thing that did happen is time marched on. Here we are getting ready to close out one of the strangest years in uh, modern history with 2020. And I think we'll all be happy when we can say good riddance to it. However, just, you know, the calendar changing doesn't necessarily change the circumstances. We still have to deal with this pandemic. I was reading um, uh, something earlier about new strains of this virus showing up in the United States, and that's got people quite concerned. Uh, let's remember that China sent this thing to us, and um, let's make sure we're pointing their finger in the right direction. Anyway, tonight we're going to be talking about current events in a way because our guest, Cindy McGill, who's been on the program before, will be talking about dreams, particularly dreams that relate to current events. Stressful times do weird things to our subconscious. And when that happens, it often plays out in the form of dreams. At least that's one way it plays out. And Cindy's going to be talking all about that. Plus, she'll be taking your phone calls. We don't take a lot of calls on the program anymore. We just uh, don't have the time because we've shortened the length of it. But tonight, we will be taking calls. So you can write the phone number down. And when Cindy is ready, we will uh, take your calls. And you can tell uh, Cindy what dreams you've been having. And she'll help clarify their meanings for you. The number to call is 607-282-4020. Nine. I have to be very careful when I do that. I don't give out my personal cell phone number. I have done that in the past. <laughs> and then my, my personal cell phone starts ringing off the hook as people try to get through to the show. It's kind of funny, but it's also very annoying. Uh, either either way, the, the phone number is 607-282-4029. I will be sure to post that in our chat room again um, as the uh, night night goes on. So when we start talking about dreams, we have to remember, you know, some of the things on this show people know about but have never personally experienced when we talk about ghosts not everybody has had a ghost encounter when we talk about bigfoot even fewer people have had bigfoot experiences when we talk about ufos you know that's in the minority as well as far as the number of people have had one of those experiences but everybody dreams not only does everybody dream but everybody dreams every night at least if you get to sleep every night you dream every night not everybody sleeps every night but we all have to sleep at some point, and when we do, we dream. Now, the the interesting thing about dreaming is that we often don't remember what the dreams are about. We know we had them. Sometimes we'll wake up and we'll have a you know just a piece of a dream in our mind and trying to figure out what the heck was that dream. I know it had something to do with this, but I don't remember any more details. Sometimes we'll wake up and we'll have vivid memories of what we dreamed, and those uh, and then it'll disappear within an hour. We can't remember after that, or we move on. Why is it that you can, well, most of us can, sometimes I forget what I had for breakfast, but why, why is it we can remember what we had for breakfast all day, yet our dreams elude our memories often? Well, we'll talk to Cindy about that. 
too. And in, in many cases, we'll have dreams when we, we scratch our heads after. We're like, what did that mean? Why was I dreaming about a monkey swinging from a tree, you know, uh, upside down while I was floating on a cloud? I mean, you know, we have weird dreams like that. And uh, Cindy is a master dream interpreter. So she'll help be able to help us uh, sort some of that out. Again, we will take your phone calls a little bit later in the show. Anyway, we're going to go to break. We're going to get our guest, Cindy McGill, on the line here. We'll begin our conversation about dreams. And remember, we will take your phone calls if you've had dreams recently that you would like to have explained. Cindy is the person to do it, and she'll do that gladly. The phone number is 607-282-4029. It's Beyond Reality, and we will be right back. Please support the program. Go to patreon.com slash johaw. That's J-O-H-A-W. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We have a terrific guest for you tonight. We're excited about tonight's program. Cindy McGill has been with us before. The last time she was here was April of this year. Boy, what a difference the world has uh, made since April. But Cindy is a, a popular conference speaker. She's appeared on numerous internet television shows. She's interpreted literally thousands of dreams at places such as the Burning Man Festival in Nevada, the Sundance Film Festival in Utah, and adult conventions. She does that to give young girls a new direction for their lives. And other countless, countless other festivals, company events, and world conferences. Cindy is a mom, a grandmom, whose attention is focused on giving hope, purpose, identity, and life to people who are searching for answers by way of dream interpretation. Cindy, welcome back to Beyond Reality. It's such an honor to have you with us again. Oh, thank you. It's always fun to be with you guys. So I have to just comment. You were here last in April of this year. And like I just said, you know, if we knew then what we know now about how things were going to change and how things were going to continue to uh, escalate and, and just get crazier uh, by the day, um, boy, we, we, we would have something, uh, something to really, really talk about there because I don't think we could have predicted any of this. It's been a crazy, what now, April's the fourth month, but crazy eight months, hasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. I think we alter our uh, yearly planners in the in the fireplace. <laughs> we yeah. pretty much decided that we just weren't getting it, you know, so. I know a bit of what we're going to talk about tonight is how that craziness is manifesting itself in the dream world. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting dreams uh, daily, um, pretty much from every platform they can reach me, whether it's Messenger or uh, you know, Facebook or, or private email or website or whatever. I'm just getting swamped with dreams uh, from people that are just really uh, getting messages uh, about certain things, about their lives, about the lives of others, about future things they think. Um, so it's been a, a, a kind of a roller coaster uh, for us too, just receiving all these different dreams. And, and you know, when we get dreams like this, uh, because of what, you know, what my particular interest in dreams, uh, they, they come from all over the world. They come from all different places. These people don't know one another. So uh, some of the dreams are very similar in nature uh, and, and they have a, a parallel message 
So that's intriguing to me when I, I get a dream and I, I see and read it and I go, oh my goodness, so-and-so over in England had a similar dream. Um, and so I believe that there are just some uh, radical, important messages being delivered to us uh, right now because of, of the uncertainty of times and um, just people trying to navigate, trying to find their way. Yeah, so what what happens uh, individually and then to us collectively when we get into a, a period of whether it's our individual lives or as we're seeing right now is the, the global life where there's so much stre- uh, stress and angst and uncertainty? What happens that fuels or funnels that anxiety and that energy into the dream world? Well, I think, you know, to me, um, I feel like when you're dreaming or when you're sleeping, uh, that is a peaceful time. It's a time when you're not striving. You're not trying to find out answers. You're not racking your brain, so to speak, in the daytime. So in, in my mind, I think that, that dreams uh, are a lot more uh, vocal. They give us a lot more insight because we're not fighting them um, and we're getting information. We're, we're, we're understanding things. Some of it comes from uh, a processing out, you know, we're always going to have those kinds of dreams, self-realization dreams, or maybe fear dreams because people are, are really fearful right now because of so much uncertainty. So those will come out of course in your dream life. But um, I'm also noticing an uptick of people getting uh, solid messages of, of direction of um, you know, as it pertains to should I move or should I, you know, stay where I'm at or what is, you know, what's my next step kind of thing. And I believe that, that, um, you know, we're being guided, we're being directed um, into a new uh, future for us, you know, as, as the dreams are coming and giving us bits and pieces of information that will help us. And, you know, when, uh, when we were in situations like this, if you think about it, there were Native American tribes that uh, actually, they were called the dreamers. I, I forget which one it was now. I, I can remember it maybe in a few minutes, but um, they would have dreams about battles about different things that they were going to encounter in the next day or two. And that they were instructed in their dreams how to conquer, how to navigate, and how to overcome or be successful in the battle they were getting ready to engage in. And if they had, uh, and they were so certain about uh, following the instructions that they were given in dreams that they inherently uh, embraced the name or were called the dreamers. Uh, and every time they obeyed what they got in the dream, they won the battle. So uh, you you see bits and pieces of, of history like that. And we're all kind of on a search. We're all trying to navigate. We're trying to see. We're trying to figure it out. We're trying to understand what, how important are dreams? How, how much do they speak into our lives? And how do we... Um, how much weight do we put on them, you know, when we're, when we're receiving them? So, um, you know, I, I do dream classes. And so people tell me their dreams in the class and, um, and together we try and basically unpack it. Um, I think it's good too, because, uh, 
when you have another person who can help you interpret a dream, you're not invested emotionally. So you don't have a dog in the race, so to speak, you know, so if another person's telling a dream, you're kind of a, a blank slate to be able to hear it, to see what it says, to understand what it says, and then give information. Well, where does the fuel for that those dreams come from? And when I say fuel, I mean, um, you talked about the Native American tribe that was actually getting battle plans through their dreams. Yeah. Um, and I know there's other than inventors that have gotten, um, you know, through hard problems in, in, in their work through messages uh, they've received in dreams. Where does that information come from? Does it come from within us? Is it? Do we remove blocks in our minds that open up those doors, or are, is is it coming from somewhere else? Is it more divine in nature? Is it more yeah. uh, collective consciousness that we're opening up to? Uh, where does it come from? I think it's all of the above. Um, but I do think that there is a divine connection, uh, where you know guidance, and you know. I, I believe in God. And so I think that, you know, people have asked me before, well, does, does God give, uh, give you all the dreams? And I go, no, absolutely not. But God made every dreamer. So that's just my position. But here's the deal. I think that pe- I think you can have a dream from your soul, that your mind will and emotions. That's where you're, you're processing all of the stuff that goes on in your life daily. That's what we can see, touch, feel, smell. All the five senses, you know, are connected to the, to the soul realm. Then you've got the spiritual aspect of dreams. You've got dreams uh, from the spirit, good or bad. Then you've got uh, direction dreams or, or uh, dreams that will give you uh, insight or direction. And maybe it will be... Um, something that you've encountered along your way, along your journey, and someone will show up in your dream that's your boss or your coworker or something like that, and they have had a word or they give you a word, and that happens to be a direction for you within your um, your livelihood or your, your work. Um, and then you've got warning dreams. And warning dreams, I believe, are divine. I think they're supernatural. I think they come from, uh, a, you know, a I believe that they come from a place of light that gives you insight, wisdom, uh, don't, you know, kind of, kind of a path, a redirection so that you don't get yourself into a situation that could cause you great harm. This we've heard over and over again, um, while we've interpreted dreams, all the places we've been, I mean, we've, we've been literally, uh, I can't even tell you how many dreams was interpreted, but I do know that there have been people who, have had dreams about a certain circumstance or something, and they dreamed it ahead of time. We, and in my book, you read about the uh, Titanic, how many people had dreams about that before they ever right. got on that ship, you know? And I mean, it's documented. And so people had dreams about that. Some people chose not to go on that Titanic because of their dreams and they were spared. And so those types of dreams I think are very important. And there's something that you need to, to really listen to. You need to pay attention to, you need to weigh it out. Um, you know, if you've got a, a premonition or an understanding or something just not going off right, you know, on the inside of you and you've got this dream and now you've got a warning dream um, that, you know, it's going to crash and burn or something's going to happen, you know, something, uh, pay attention to it. Maybe, um, you know, err on the side of of redirecting yourself or taking a different uh, route to get to your destination or put off a trip or whatever it might be. Um, 
one of the clearest warning dreams, I mean, as it pertains to person, a person was uh, a man. Uh, we were in San Antonio just doing dreams just around, uh, just in parks and on the street, and I don't even know where. We were down there for a few days, and um, there was a man who had a dream where he saw himself run out of the front of his house, like the front door of his house. And I said, is it the house you currently live in? And he said, yes. And so he said, I saw myself run out the front door of my house I currently live in, ran across the yard, and I saw myself get shot and die on the front yard. And instantly, I knew this is a warning dream from God. I just told him that. I mean, whether he believed it or not, you know, I don't don't try and force anything on anybody. I'm just like, this is where I think it came from. And I just gave him that information and let him park that. And I said, here's the deal. Front doors represent future things. Back doors represent past things. So if you're running out the front door of the house you currently live in, you're running across your yard, you see yourself get shot, you might want to consider your ways. In other words, who are you hanging out with or who's got something out for you? And he told us that he had just his brother and him, his brother had actually just gotten him into a gang in San Antonio. And I said, this is a warning dream. It absolutely is. And so, um, you know, we just gave them the information, what they do with it. Yeah. Uh, that's up to them. But I thought it was our responsibility because I heard the dream, knew what it was, felt very strongly that it was a warning dream to keep him from an early death. And they begin to tell him, you know, you've got a long life. You've got a, a, a successful long life, but you have to consider the the people that you've connected with, the the path that you've taken, what you've chosen to do. And if you if you continue down this path, this is a very likely end for you, but you've got a, you've got a chance to change it. You can decide that you want to disconnect from, from any kind of, um, you know, destruction or any kind of destructive, you know, doorway or path for you. So, you know, and we've heard those types of dreams over and over again. Yeah, you know, I, we just passed recently uh, the anniversary of the attacks on Pearl Harbor uh, that opened, uh, brought the United States into World War II. And I told that, right. told this story then, so my audience is going to be a little familiar with it. But my grandfather had enlisted in the Army Air Corps um, prior to the attack on Pearl Harbor. And he told his mother, my great-grandmother, that he had enlisted and he was going to go. And that night she had a dream because he had volunteered to go to Hawaii, to Pearl Harbor. And yeah. uh, that night, my grandmother had a dr- my great grandmother had a dream. Woke up and said, "You need to change it. Do not go to Pearl Harbor. Go anywhere else. Do not go to Pearl Harbor." And so he did. He d- took her advice, and sure enough, she was right uh, because the Japanese attacked it shortly after that. And um, you know, who knows what would have happened to my grandfather? Um, but he wasn't there, so he wasn't at risk. Uh, so yeah, I'm very familiar, even personally, with how those types of dreams can warn people of impending disaster or personal events that are tragic, whatever it happens to be. Yeah. And I think, you know, especially for grandmothers and mothers, uh, we tend to get a lot of dreams about our kids, about um, our grandkids, you know, that kind of thing. And so we, we are not just, uh, are we spiritually more, I think, connected a lot of times, but we're also intuitive. We have this intuitive knowing that something is up. And so with a dream like that about, you know, that your grandmother had that dream, told your grandfather, he listened to her, which is amazing. I mean, because, um, and, 
and took her advice. I think there's some weight on it whenever there's a, a message given like that that is so clear. Um, and he, he went ahead and obeyed and, and did what he knew because I think he felt it too. Usually that, that happens when we're interpreting a dream for someone on the streets or anywhere else. When we get it, when we hit it on the head, you know, when we're like, that's what this dream means, mm-hmm. they know it. The dreamer knows it because it registers on the inside of them. And I think that's probably what happened with your grandfather. It just registered on the inside of him. And he said, absolutely, I'm going to, I'm going to change my whole course now. And, uh, and as a result, you know, you're here. (laughs) Exactly. So So I'm kind of glad it all happened that way. (laughs) Right. Um, do Do you dream personally dream differently than, than other people do because you're so in touch with this and this, these ideas, maybe you have the ability because you've seen so much and heard so much about uh, dreams and their meanings to maybe open up a little more to your dreams or is it the same for you as it is for anyone else? Yeah, I think I, I probably dream a lot more, but I also interpret my dreams while I'm dreaming them. So Uh (laughs) that's a new thing. You know, I mean, I just, I, when I'm dreaming the dream, I'm like, Oh yeah, I know what this is. And I, and I literally that's in my dream. I'm, I'm, I'm telling myself in the dream, Oh yeah, you know what this is, you know? Um, and so, uh, it was a very, um, crazy, uh, thing that I just do. I just, I tend to do it. I just, uh, if I don't interpret it while I'm dreaming it, I'll interpret it immediately when I get up. Now, there's been some dreams that I've had that I knew that I did not have the interpretation to. I just knew that I had a message. I knew that it was important. I knew that I had to find some other people around me that were also good at, at uh, and, and again, emotionally uninvolved so they could listen to me objectively and then give me an answer or show me something or or, or um, you know, kind of define it, uh, differently than I would. Um, and so, uh, you know, there's, there's been those dreams too. So yes, uh, I guess I, to all your questions, I, I do dream quite a bit, but I, you know, the thing people tell me all the time, I don't dream. They say, I just don't dream. Well, that's not, that's not true. You know, you spend one third of your life sleeping. Yeah. Most people have four dreams a night. So in, in a, um, what is it in a a year's time or something, you've got 1400 dreams, um, that you've got, you know, going on inside you all the time. Let me see what I've got written down here because, um, yeah, you'll spend one third of your life, uh, sleeping and you have 1400 dreams each year. So that means by the time you're 40 or half your life, you would have had over 6,000 dreams. And so, and then the other thing is, uh, babies inside the womb. If you're pregnant, your baby will dream. Oh, really? Sometimes. Yeah. mm -hmm. So your baby dreams and then you're dreaming while you're carrying the baby. And sometimes the messages can be uh, mixed or they can be intertwined because the baby's also dreaming. So that's a scientific fact. Um, so there's just so much awe and mystery around the area and arena and um, of dreams. I mean, they're just, I think they're just much more powerful than we've given them credit for. Um, And I think if, you know, especially now, especially now, I believe that people have got to begin to wake up, pay attention more to their dreams. Uh, They seem to be uh, uh, being poured out uh, in great measure uh, there's there's uh, countries now 
um, that are that are having significant increase in dreams, Iran being one of them, Iraq being one of them. The Middle East is having, uh, you know, lots of, of dreams that are very important to them that are life changing for them that um, and and uh, a lot of them are, <clears throat> excuse me, through women, <clears throat> through women are dreaming. So I don't know, you know, there's just this thing is fluid. That's the only thing I can say. It's fluid. It's yeah. like there's no rhyme or reason. You can't put a, a little pin on a, you know, like a, a, a pegboard and go, oh, well, then, you know, this is going to happen. These kinds of dreams are going to happen at this time or this time or this thing's going to happen here. Um, they're just very unpredictable, but they're, but they're powerful in their message um, uh, to the point of, of redirecting an entire culture, an entire family, um, bringing people into a new awareness that they didn't have before, uh, bringing them, uh, awakening. I mean, talking, uh, I, I always tell the Christmas story, you know, about the three wise men, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, went, uh, to find the, the baby Jesus, you know, the whole Christmas story. And, but it, it says that they were instructed by Herod to go and to find the child so that Herod could go and worship him. But that wasn't Herod's plan. Right. That wasn't what he was going to do. So when they got to, they followed the star, they were astrologers. And so when they followed the star and they got right over where the, you know, Jesus was born, um, they, that night, it says, uh, in the Bible it says that night they had a dream. They being divinely warned in a dream. Now, you've got to think of the risks, okay? The risks were that if they had not returned to Herod, they would be in uh, violation of the king's orders. So therefore, they would be, they would be uh, executed. They would be stoned in the public square. So they, their lives were on the line. But it says they being divinely warned in a dream. And I went back and read that several times, and I thought, did one of them get up, you know, have the dream and get up and tell the others? Or did they all have the same dream? And this was a life, this was a life threatening moment. This yeah. was, this was something that was not to, to be taken lightly. It says they being divinely warned in a dream. So I, I begin to hear like what I told you earlier about people from all over the world are, are sending in dreams. They don't know each other, but they're very similar in their message. And so there is a, a message being universally communicated right now that is giving people very um, specific direction and uh, enlightenment and awareness of a situation or of their lives or what, how they need to reposition themselves or that kind of thing. And that's exactly what happened. So when uh, we found out, you know, that if, if you've got, just say, let's, you know, people think, well, there's three wise men. Well, you don't know that, you know, I mean, in, in Jerusalem, there were wise men coming and going all the time. That's just a historical fact. So you just don't know how many wise men there were. We think there's three because there was three gifts. That doesn't mean there were just three. So let's say that there just were three, uh, but still they had the same dream. 
all three of them yeah. the same night. It's a, it's 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 fascinating, and we actually just uh, we're, we're talking about the Bible last night. We had a, a biblical expert on, and uh, learning more about um, the uh, some of these amazing events in the Bible that we often overlook. We don't think about them in the detail because the big story uh, grabs our attention as opposed to some of these details. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I think it's cool when you begin to break it down. And not only is it uh, the bigger picture, but it's also life applicable. So, you know, we, we want to be able not to miss something that could be a message for us that will be uh, a game changer for us. And especially now, I mean, uh, people are, are so mobile and there's so many things that are happening and people are having to make tough decisions because of COVID, because of a, a collapsed economy, because of all the, the, the discord and all the different stuff going on. Um, things are just out of control, it seems, at times in people's lives. And so they're having to make decisions that they never thought they would. And so I believe that, um, too, and because it's been proven now, I mean, I'm just I'm watching it unfold. Um, people are getting dreams about things they had been considering and, and even confirmation that they got to make this decision. They have to make this move or they have to, you know, um, change whatever they were doing. Now they're in a completely new era. And we've actually, um, as of the 20. First, I believe of December, moved into a new era, and I'm just learning about this myself. So while we're, when we were in the uh, era of Pisces, now we're in the era of Aquarius, and I'm just learning about this. Right. But it has to do with the constellations of the stars. It has to do with the with the setup of the world. It has to do with how many hundreds of years, thousands of years. Um, that we move into a new era when a new era, when we're in a new era, everything becomes different. You know, you, you'll notice that, that, and that's what we're seeing. Um, Earth is responding to a new era that we've entered into. The whole atmosphere is shifting. The stars are presenting themselves differently. There's uh, meteor showers going on all the time now. There's uh, there's people that are uh, much more educated on that than me, and I'm learning from them about those things. Um, and then how does it figure into your dream life? Okay, so... If 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 the universe is beginning to 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 tell us something, okay, if it's starting to explore to give us an idea, understanding of something, then our dreams are also going to be begin to have um, more. We're going to have more um, maybe um, messages that we we just aren't familiar with, you right. know. So then we then now we go on a search. Now we're searching it out. Now we're looking for it, you know. Um, there's actually a, a, a scripture in Proverbs that says it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. It's the glory of kings to search a matter out. And so I think that what happens is there's a there's a, a, a there's a mystery that that is uh, it's a tap on the shoulder. It's like I want you to search this out because in the search you're going to find out much more than what you're the the dream could have just been a a carrot in front of the nose 
the dream could have been something to get you on the journey, but along the journey, you're going to get more understanding, more awareness, more revelation, more, you know, that kind of thing. It's going to start to open up for you and it's going to make much, much more sense. It's like, it's like finding all the puzzle pieces to a thousand piece puzzle. And now you're starting to go, oh my gosh, this is not the picture that I thought it was going to be. But yet it is my new norm. It's my new, it's my new life. It's, uh, you know, this is, this is going to be an adventure. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking tonight with Cindy McGill, a master dream interpreter. Her website is her name, cindymcgill.org. Her book is called What Your Dreams Are Telling You. Cindy, we're going to pepper some phone calls in here throughout our conversation um, because I know our our phone lines will be busy. And if uh, you wanted to call, that number is 607-282-4029. And let's actually take one of those calls. This is Maria in Texas. Hey, Maria, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? We're doing great. Thank you. Uh, You're on with Cindy McGill. Hi, Hi. Cindy. Um. I had a, a almost it was almost like almost terrifying but not terrifying at the same time. Um it was right after my grandson was born. My grandmother passed away 25 years ago and we were really close. And when I had my oldest son, she got to see him and when he was 6 weeks old, she saw him one time and he passed away or she passed away. And so it was like the biggest thing was for her to be able to see my children. Um but I have four children. And after my grandson was born, I had a dream where I had gone back to my house where I had lived with my grandmother. And I walked in. There was like a screen porch. So I opened the door and I said, Grandma. And then um, I was carrying my, my oldest son in my in my arms. And he was, like I said, he was a baby. And when I walked into the house, I could see my grandma. And I said, Hey, Grandma, how are you doing? But I noticed that she wasn't breathing, but she was alive. And when I was talking to her, I'm like, hey, how are you doing? I I did like I normally did. I I made her dinner. I got her a glass of water. And when it was time for us to go, she says, no, you can't leave. You have to come with me. And I said, well, Grandma, I want you to meet my children. And she says, no, you have to come with me. And so I woke up sweating and terrified and because it's like she was telling me to come with her and pulling me while she was floating away. But at the same time, I was grabbing grabbing for my kids. And I didn't know if that was, maybe it was just a sign saying, hey, we're coming for you. Or it was just something saying, oh, you're doing a good job. I mean, it was just a terrifying dream. You know what I think? I think sometimes when you've got dreams like that, that are um, kind of, you know, terrifying in that realm. I don't think that she's saying, come with me now. I think she's saying at some point we will be together again. Right. And, um, and so I think that it's a, there was not a definite time frame uh, delivered in that dream. And I think that, you know, when uh, up in heaven, I, I believe that there's just no time in heaven. Okay. We're the only ones bound by time. And I think that it was a, maybe a, a little bit of a, a premonition or, or something to you that she's very close to you still and that you will see her again. And at some point you will be coming with her. Right. And, um, and so, you know, it, it's a kind of almost a reassurance, like you were close and you wanted her to see your kids and she passed away right after the first one was born. 
And, um, but it doesn't mean that she's forgotten you or that, you know, you have forgotten her. Um, and so to me, the, I'm most, I've got an echo in the phone, so I'm trying to figure out why. Um, I think that mostly that was because there just was no time. There wasn't any time given. She said, come with me. You wanted, she wanted you to come with her, but you knew that it wasn't time for you to come with her, right? right. So to me, I think it's a comfort. I, it's just like, you know, I'm going to see you again. We're going to see each other again. Um, and there'll be messages. There'll be different times when people, our loved ones, especially, I don't think it's them. I think it's their memory. I think that it's, um, I think it's also, you know, they come looking like themselves because they want you to uh, be identified. You know, this is, this is who this was. And this is how close she was to me. And all the memories flood in, all the feelings flood in all those things. But I believe that, you know, this just had to do with a future time. It has to do with the time when you're going to be coming with her. You're not going anywhere soon. I mean, especially if you've got four kids to raise, you know, it's, it's almost like, you know, you're, I just, I just don't get that feeling. I don't get that impression that you're going to be leaving anytime soon. I think it's going to be something of, uh, you know, a, a little bit later on, but again, to let you know, she's, she's still, you know, just because we're not here on the earth anymore doesn't mean we stop living. We're just living somewhere else. Maria, thank you for the phone call. Um, appreciate that. Is that common, Cindy? Is it common for people to have dreams, uh, particularly about deceased loved ones? And yeah. and it and, and and but you know these deceased loved ones come through our dreams maybe to comfort, but yet it frightens us. Yeah, it can frighten you. I mean. Um, especially it depends on your relationship with the deceased loved one. Like uh, just recently I heard of a, uh, a man who lost his father uh, and about two to three days later, the father appeared in a dream and began to give him some instruction and the instruction that he was giving his son, who was on the earth and his father was now passed on was from a higher perspective, from a heavenly perspective. He called it, uh, he called it himself. I'm, I'm telling you from a heavenly perspective, this is what I see. This is, this is a time. There's no time. I don't have, I don't have that block. I can see ahead. I can see behind. I can see everything because there's no time. So he began to give some instruction to his son about some things to come. And it was so, um, it was very important. And, and, and it, it was, it was weighty. Like the message that he gave his son was weighty and he took it to heart. He, he wrote it down because he knew it was a dream. And he wrote it down and the message that was given from the father to the son were some instructions about him and his life and what he perceives or what he sees for his son in the future. So um, I believe that happens all the time. I mean, um, there's been numerous times when we've run into people who've uh, just lost a loved one or they've, um, you know, I, I even had a dream like that where, after my dad died, my dad, uh, he died on Christmas Eve on uh, 2000, right after his 80th birthday, one day after his 80th birthday. And about two months later, um, uh, I had a dream because my, 
my car had died. I had a car that <laughs> I drove them until they die, right? And the car had died. I was like, I mean, wheels up in the driveway kind of thing. And he came to me uh, in a dream and he said, what kind of car do you want? And I thought, uh, I never even thought about what kind of car do I want? I was trying to think about if I should get this one fixed, right? And, um, but my dad, I, when he was on the earth, he was a provider. That was his love language, was gift giving and uh, and being able to provide. He was just a he was he always took to heart uh, any gift I wanted for Christmas or whatever. He tried to make it happen, and we mm-hmm. weren't like a wealthy family. He was just that was just his love language. He just wanted to make sure that he met the desires of my heart, which was so cool. And so I thought, oh, he's telling me I'm going to get a new car. And sure enough, within a week's time, I had found a car. The price was exactly what I could afford to to get. And it was the kind of car I wanted. And it had been on uh, a uh, website for a number of days. It was a desirable car. It had seat heaters and everything. We were living in Utah at the time, and that was important to me to have seat heaters. And and sure enough, it was all-wheel drive, and it hadn't sold. And they said, we can't figure this out, why it hasn't sold. Yeah. And I said, because it was for me. And yeah. my, I, I thought, I thought my dad is probably, you know, kept, kept yeah. this car for me until I found it. That's, that's how it went. But so, uh, and sometimes it depends on the relationship that you have with your loved one. So if it was, a if it was not good, or if it was a difficult, um, you know, time for, for a person and that person shows up in a dream, um, it could be a tormenting type of thing for them. And they, they're trying to move past it. They don't want to necessarily be involved or have a, you know, necessarily have that visit. So, uh, you know, we have to kind of process through, well, let's go through the forgiveness part because they're not going to bother you anymore and it's only going to hinder you. So if you forgive, you let go and then you can move on because that way you don't let your past hinder your future. Um, And so I try and and bring some, you know, let's let let it go. And and chances are, because, I mean, I may see that person once, right? But chances are that dream won't happen to them again because that person made a choice to let it go and just not right. not be tormented, you know. So the triggers aren't there and the trauma's not there and that kind of thing. So let's um let's jump to uh Vince is on the phone. Is this the Vince? Is this our Vince? It is your Vince, JB. Hey, Vince, good to hear your voice. Welcome. You as well. You as well. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's to you guys. And, and the same to you. You're, you're on with Cindy McGill. All right. Well, let me see if I can let me see if I can get explain this in the way it was. Uh, you know, I had many nightmares for many years in life, and uh, finally got over those with the help of a sponsor in my program. But last night I had a, a strange dream, and I wouldn't call it a nightmare because I wasn't afraid at all. But uh, I was in traffic, and there was uh, there was a vehicle in front of me and a vehicle behind me. And you know, in some cities they'll run a little scam where one vehicle behind you kind of nudge you into the vehicle in front of you, and and to collect insurance money and whatnot. But uh, in this particular instance, I'm on the phone talking about the gentleman, 
and the vehicle in front of me slows down and I see what's going on and so I get right up behind him and the vehicle behind me comes up on me I feel like it's a scam so I'm talking to this guy on the phone about it I said yep they're gonna run this on me and so the vehicle behind me gets behind me and it starts pushing me and the vehicle in front of me goes in reverse and literally starts the car starts smashing as I'm inside of it now I'm not afraid at all during this process I'm just like talking to this guy on the phone I said yep they're trying to kill me yeah they're gonna smash me to death you know and uh, meanwhile I'm just kind of looking out the passenger side to see if I can't squeeze out a little little hole there in the window or something like that but it was the strangest dang thing in the world and I hadn't had anything <laughs> like that any dream like that in the past so I was just curious if she had any thoughts on it yeah I do actually I think that uh it's a it's probably a transition dream for you and what I mean by that is uh, you're being squeezed out of something you're being squeezed out of something that you felt was comfortable or that you'd been used to. And I think that now you're getting ready to operate in a new realm. What that means is you're probably, I mean, if your car is being smashed from the front and from the back, that just means that you're getting ready to get a new one and it's going to get, it's going to take you, it's going to get protection. And it's also going to give you a new, um, basically a new, uh, job or, or, or something. In other words, you're being squeezed out of, of an old, of an old life or an old pattern or, or old things that have not been, uh, they've been okay. You've, you've been able to, to handle it or it's been satisfactory for you. But I believe that just tells me you're getting ready to get into something new. There's going to be something new for you that's going to give you a whole lot more freedom, and uh, and whatever you know this this thing was uh, you talked about the insurance you know and they squeeze you and whatever else. I just I took it to mean you're just being squeezed out. The place you are is in is too small for you right now, and so you're getting ready to to go into a broader spot with a newer vehicle. Uh, vehicles represent life, and you're going into a brand new vehicle, into a new, a larger spot, and a larger place where you're going to have more freedom than what you had currently. And I think the fact that you were on the phone um, had to do with, um, you know, with you uh, communicating. It's a, it's a new form of communication. It'll be new communication to new people. It's going to be probably new uh, people coming around you, people that you'll be involved with, people that you'll be working with, people that you will, uh, a whole new kind of um, community probably coming around you because the old one isn't going to fit you anymore. And I think, and you had an escape. You still there, Vince? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. Did you want to add anything? Uh, no, I thought that was awesome. I, that sounds like good news to me. Yeah, I think I think it it, <laughs> I think it's a good interpretation. <laughs> it's a better better than uh, than uh, someone uh, squishing you to death in the car. Hey, listen, Vince, don't be such a stranger. We love hearing your voice, and it's great to hear you. So, uh, happy New Year and Merry Christmas. Um, before we go to our next phone call, Cindy, let's talk a little bit about the the types of dreams that you're seeing people have right now. You, you know, you've mentioned getting flooded with dreams with similar themes. Are these yeah. dreams related to the stresses that the world is experiencing right now? COVID, uh, the presidential election, maybe, as you said, a collapsed economy, racial riots here in the United States. Is it related to that or, or is it related to this age of Aquarius uh, transition that you were talking about? Or are they all part of the same thing? I think it's I think it's a combination. 
Um, the dreams that I'm hearing right now, probably more consistently than I have in a long time, are tidal wave dreams. And tidal wave dreams are a big, you know, they are one of the uh, 10 uh, categories of dreams, you know, that I've mm-hmm. I, have decided or have heard, I guess, and all this. But now it seems as if more and more people are having them. Well, a tidal wave means that literally, if you think about it in the natural, uh, uh, when a tidal wave is getting ready to happen, all the water is receded out, right? So it exposes everything. Everything on the uh, bottom of the ocean is being exposed as the wave is going out. But while the wave is going out, it's also gaining momentum so that when it comes back, it's going to be even bigger and greater than what it was when it went out. So I think that in a tidal wave dream, it has to do with things out of your control. But also water represents refreshing and it represents something new, and it represents a brand new surge of, um, you know, uh, refreshing, or it can be something that is overtaking you in such a large way that, um, and of course, I've, I know about the the devastation that can happen when a tidal wave literally does hit like Thailand, I think. And uh, I know about uh, Hawaii, yeah. we've read about those and different things like that. However, in a, in a metaphoric sense, a tidal wave is going to, to bring you something. It's going to chase you down and overtake you. And um, there's actually a scripture about that. That it's, it's the blessings of God <laughs> that will chase you down and overtake you. And, you know, I think that what's happening right now is that um, things are being pulled way, way, way back. And whenever things are being pulled way, way, way back, there has to be a release. There's got, it just can't be pulled back forever. It will be a release, but it will come back over you and it will, uh, it will uh, move you in a sense, if you're in that tidal wave, it will, you will be not navigating that yourself. That will be a force that is not your own. It will be delivering you into something else and it will also bring provision with it. So um, that's what I think is happening. I think that there's, um, you know, things can look so bleak. You remember, I mean, if we think about it in the natural, it's always, always darkest before the dawn. Right. It's always darkest before that dawn. So there is dawn coming. It's just that right now it looks dark. And that's where we have to say, do not make radical decisions. Don't make knee-jerk reaction decisions when things look dark because daylight's coming. And then when daylight comes, you'll be able to see things you didn't see in the dark. When things were, were, it felt like it was uh, visionless or you didn't have any light or you couldn't tell what was going on. But that's been an uptick in, in uh, tidal wave dreams. A um, couple people, um, maybe three to four, have had earthquake-type dreams. Again, that's another out-of-control circumstance, something where things are being shaken. Um, and so, you know, earthquakes can be, on a on a lower scale, I think there was just one in Croatia today, um, and so you know they can be massive, they can cause destruction, or they can just be enough to give you a hint that something things are being shaken up. 
there's there's a marked uh, territory that's going to have a shaking. There's there's things that need to be dislodged or disconnected from uh, what we've been doing. So uh, earthquake dreams are important. Um, people have been uh, having being chased dreams. Of course, that's pretty common. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and and again, once again, they chase you into your future. So just because you're being chased doesn't mean that it's going to attack you and overtake you. It just means it's going to move you. You're going to you're going to get up and run and get out of the way and keep going, and it will literally be a tool to force you into your new future and your new destiny. And also, we're in times right now where things are going to be new. There's going to be a lot of new norms, new things that we that we thought we could live in before. We're not going to be living in in the future days. So. Um, you know there there are some changes and shifts and shakings and and priorities that are being shifted things that we thought were important are not going to be important anymore things that we we are going to be paying more attention to as it pertains to your family to provision to make looking out for each other um i'm noticing a lot of uh, just in the natural just a lot of people taking care of each other um, I noticed it in the store is as, as yeah. angry and as, as, uh, you know, people can be because of masks, <laughs> you know, and all the stuff that we've had to uh, abide by. Um, I'm noticing people helping each other out well, that's, uh, in yeah, stores. That's refreshing because there is a lot of angst and sometimes we tend to take it on and take it out on other people, uh, not intentionally, maybe, but it just it seems to happen. Let's jump to uh, a phone line here. This is Joe in Buffalo, New York. Hey, Joe, welcome to the program. You're on with Cindy McGill. How are you doing? Terrific. Thank Hi. you. Hey, right. I have a question. Um, a few minutes ago, you mentioned that uh, infants have dreams while they're in the womb. I should say infants, but it's before they're born. Say they're, they're within the womb, and they, they're subjected, subjected to having dreams, I think you said. Yeah, yeah. It's scientifically proven that babies are dreaming while they're growing, and they're they're um, getting their strength in the womb. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll notice, I mean, uh, being a mom and have been pregnant, you know, before and have children so uh you'll be having a dream and all of a sudden the dream will shift and you're like what on earth um that doesn't fit in there at all and uh then we find out scientifically that the baby's dreaming as well and because there's such a connection because they're getting their food from the mother you know the umbilical cord and so there is this there is this strong connection inside and the baby is dreaming mm-hmm. have they ever done any st- studies on those types of, uh, say, the mother later on, you hear about postpartum depressions and things of that sort. Have they ever found a key between unresolved dreams between the baby and the mother, maybe? Well, yeah, postpartum depression is a whole different animal. It's a hormonal imbalance. And so that's after the baby's delivered. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that because we're so uniquely made and differently made and we're, we're wonderfully made, actually, um, that I, I think that the most impact of dreams for babies and mothers is going to be within 
while they're in the pregnancy state. And once the baby's been delivered, the postpartum depression has to do with uh, just getting your hormones back in shape, you know, because everything's been going, all of everything you've got has been going to give uh, nutrition and give um, everything the baby needs in order to grow, right, and to mature in the womb. So, um, and, you know, don't, I haven't heard, I mean, I'm sure that during a postpartum depression situation or whatever, the mother's going to have some strange dreams, you know, just hormonally. I mean, it's just, it's just weird anyway. So um, I wouldn't be surprised, but, but you'll also notice that babies will be uh, dreaming after they're already in their crib and they're, they're, they're just small. They'll be having dreams. You'll see them laugh. You'll see them uh, smile really big. Sometimes they'll move or jerk or they'll shake. And so it just has to do with, um, you know, them growing in their life. You know, um, they've been brought into the world now. And so now they're taking on their own identity. And um, so, but they'll, you know, it, it's, again, scientifically proven. So that's a good thing to know. Um, that you're not just, you know, it's just not, oh, well, that that's a possibility. The station of dreams, and I often wondered if, you know, are we looking maybe not deep enough? Because in a lot of studies, you never hear anything, or I've never read much on infants while babies in the womb having dreams. And I thought that kind of ties in a little bit with what Freud was maybe searching for, you know? Yeah, I mean, I I think that there's a lot of study that we just haven't even taken the time really to to research it out. I mean, if it's an if it's something you're interested in, there's certainly material out there um, about those things from um, you know pediatricians, from gynecologists, from uh, from sleep studies, you know, that people have done. And there's a lot of science that goes into trying to to figure life out. You know, life is very complex. And, uh, and one one size doesn't fit all, so um, because we're so individually made, and so that's where we really have to begin to do self discovery and understand who we are, what we're made for, how we tick, how we function, how we communicate, and uh, the baby, of course, does the same thing inside the womb and then outside the womb as well. So, um, you know, I haven't done thick study on that kind of thing but yeah i i would say research it out for sure i appreciate you, I appreciate you mentioning it because i think that's an area that uh, i find very interesting uh, you know i've studied it for years and i just didn't see that much material on it and now i'm definitely gonna do some research that you mentioned it you know well, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the call, Joe. And those were great questions. And I actually have a follow up question to what Joe was talking about here, Cindy. And when you talk about uh, infants in the womb dreaming or you talk about and maybe this applies to people um, who maybe live in isolation or people who live in a different culture who might not be exposed to the same things that we're exposed to. How can an infant dream without any references to life. Um, when I dream, I dream about things that I've been exposed to. You know, I may be flying in a dream. I may be caught in a tornado in a dream. I may, but these are all things that I'm aware of. Um, so that brings up a really interesting question about dreaming about things that you have no exposure to. Uh, 
Is mm-hmm. there, is there yeah. any, I mean, what, how do, I guess, I guess I'll just leave it as an open question here, but specifically, how can it, what can an infant be dreaming about without any exposure to life yet? Well, first off, you know, God made them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, everyone is fearfully and wonderfully made. And you were created before the foundation of the earth. You were already, um, you know, God already had plans for you to be born. And so there is a supernatural connection that takes place with an, with an infant. And they are supernatural. They're, they're beings, but they also have a body, soul, and a spirit. So they're going to be uh, developing as they go along. And so just because we don't have uh, our finite minds, you know, can't in, uh, in our limited ability to understand does not mean that it's not happening. It just means that God is speaking to them. There's, there's, I mean, if you think about, okay, let's just talk about Elizabeth for a second in the Bible, right? When Mary, when she was, when Elizabeth found out that Mary was pregnant uh, by the Holy Spirit with Jesus, her baby leaped in the womb, you know? Uh, he leaped in the womb. And huh. so it's like there is there is a connection that we don't have. We just don't we just don't understand it or we haven't considered the possibility that that the baby was the first one to recognize um you know that Jesus was that Mary was conceived of the Holy Spirit. And so um this is where this is where we have to give room for things that we don't know. This is where we have to give room. We have to begin to say, you know what? I have been really narrow-minded about a lot of things. And um, I have been in a place where I have thought certain things or I have understood certain things, but that doesn't always mean I'm right. And so as we begin to, um, you know, as we begin to explore uh, things from a supernatural realm, we start to see things that are completely different than what we would have ever expected or thought, you know, in the beginning. And so um, that's where I think that the more that we consider possibilities, okay, let's just consider for a moment because we talked about we're in a new era, okay? Mm-hmm. So let's consider that because we're in a near era and things have happened and we're even talking about COVID, okay? So we're talking about things we've never seen before, we've never known before, we've never, this didn't enter into our mind about being um, masked up, about being vaccinated, about any of these things, right? So None of those things did we have insight or revelation or or even understanding about until it began to happen to us. And now we're starting to to perk up and take notice. Okay. Mm -hmm. So as, as we're, as we're growing, as we're living life and as we're, we're moving forward, we're noticing and understanding things. Oh my gosh, I didn't see that coming. Remember, I think in, in April, we talked about that very thing. We, um, right. you know, we, we talked about the fact that who on earth, we did not, um, we did not see this coming. And, but there were people that I talked about before, um, that, uh, that did see things coming. I call them, uh, prophets or futurists, mm-hmm. either one. 
And so, um, uh, you know, you just have to remember that, um, that there are, there are, there's nothing new under the sun. There's just new things that we haven't seen before. Okay. So there's nothing new under the sun, but there are things that we have never seen before. And, um, so here we are, you know, and we're in this place now where, where we have to give room for the unexpected. It's beyond reality. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. It's beyond reality. (laughs) And so because it's beyond reality, it just doesn't mean it's not true. It just means we haven't discovered it before. I mean, we could say the same thing about any kind of thing, airplanes, computers, um, DNA. Uh, we, you know, the studies of DNA and, and all the different things and identity and all these things, they were not really ever an issue when I was growing up. You right. know, nobody cared. But now uh, the scientific parts of it are are very important. And so I believe that as more things are are coming our way, we have to make room for them and say, all right, um, let's perceive where they came from. Let's understand what, you know, what, what was uh, declared uh, by certain people who were futurists, who did see or did know um, things ahead of time. And two people that I mentioned last time, John Paul Jackson was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he had, uh, you know, a, a, a whole open vision of the perfect storm. And he saw a lot of these things uh, happen. He saw a hurricane that would be 500 miles long and they would have to develop a new category for it um, uh, because it was so intense. And so things are becoming more and more intense and the world is um, changing and shifting. And um, then we've got uh, the God factor who had mysteries stored up for us that he hasn't even shown us yet or told us about yet. And so now those things are starting to come into play. And now we're starting to, with our mouths open, uh, you know, we are like those that dream with our mouths hanging open, wondering what on earth is that? And what does that look like? And what, how does that affect us? And how does that affect me? And how do we make plans? to direct ourselves through um, to the other side of certain circumstances. And then you've got the miracles that take place when you're up against the wall. Let's consider the Red Sea when Moses was leading the children of Israel out of Egypt and the army was chasing them with, with intensity. And he got to the, to the Red Sea and it looked like there was no way out. And all of a sudden God told him, raise your staff. And sure enough, the Red Sea parted, they passed on dry ground and the water swallowed up the enemies. So when, you know, at what point um, do we put anything past a, a miracle? Um, to deliver us or to get us to where we need to be. The other thing I'm a firm believer is that, you know, you're, you're given so many days on this earth to live. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's appointed once for you to die and then the judgment, but we are given so many days on this earth and we don't know when that's going to be. However, uh, we do know that, um, that we have a assignment, we have something that we are meant to do. And as long, I believe this, this is my theory of life. 
I believe that as long as we're doing uh, what we're designed for, made for, created for, and we're in our our calling or whatever, um, then we're going to continue to to press forward. Are there going to be challenges? Absolutely. There's going to be challenges. Is there a way of escape? Yes. Is there a, a, is there a supernatural element that makes crooked places straight and rough places smooth? Absolutely. Um, is there something that happens at the 11th hour that causes everything to shift in a moment's time? Yes. Beyond a doubt, you know, um, you know, Jonah was on a boat. He was supposed to go deliver a message to Nineveh. He didn't do it. He got on a boat. The, the boat was rocking back and forth to the point where, where they thought they were going to capsize. And they knew it was jo- a Jonah that was on the boat. And he was uh, not doing what he should be doing. He was instructed to give a message to Nineveh. So they threw him overboard. It says God appointed a fish, a huge big fish, not a whale, but a fish, and to swallow him up three days in the belly of a whale and then vomit him up on the shore of Nineveh to, to give the message. I mean, I don't put anything past him anymore. I don't put anything <laughs> I don't put anything past God. He can do whatever he wants, you know. And so um and so as it pertains to the dream life or to, to the open visions, let's talk about that for a second. People are having open visions. That means in the daytime, they're having things go off in their head just as if they had dreamed it. Okay. But it was a vision. They're wide awake. And what you see is what you get. It's, it's like a movie playing off in your head. The same thing is true with deja vu. People have, have tried to scientifically dis- decide what deja vu is. And I happen to think that it's just a, a bit of a confirmation that you're on the right track at the right time. Again, you know, your, your life is, there's no time in heaven. So you're just where you need to be at the, at the time you need to be there. That's why you've seen it before, because that's where your spirit man kicks in and says, oh yeah, I'm, you know, this is where we are. This is what we're meant to do. We're in the right place, right time, going in the right direction. To me, it's confirmation. So, um, you know, um, I, and I, I feel peace, I think, knowing that we're getting messages. And as long as we pay attention to those messages and as long as we discern where are they coming from, is this something I need to take action on? Is this something that I need to, um, wait on like, um, like the woman who called and said the grandmother came and said, come with me. Well, there was no timeline on when the, the grandmother was going to have the daughter or granddaughter right. come with her. Right. So that, that, that was my tip off to the interpretation. There was no timeline. It wasn't like, come with me right now. It was, it seemed to be urgent, but there was no timeline. Right. So, um, and so if there is a timeline in a dream, if you do, see a date uh it's circled and you know that on this date it is that specific that something um i have a, a, a uh i've watched a video of a man who is a a dreamer and he had a dream that on november 3rd he saw the calendar of november 3rd this year and he saw uh, the finger, a finger on the date of November 3rd. And uh, the first 
part of the the dream. And when he pointed to November 3rd, the finger went in a clockwise manner. And then all of a sudden, it went in a counterclockwise manner. And he the, he heard a voice, I think, in the dream that said, there is no president in the White House. Hmm. Now, what happened was the election, you know this, um, this is all over the news, that the election was moving in a certain direction. And then at one point, it began to move in an opposite direction. And that's why you've got all these lawsuits and the yeah. contested, you know, all these. Well, he saw this. He didn't know what it was. Right. He didn't know what that meant. He just saw a finger on the date of November 3rd, and then he heard there's no president in the White House. So there was no confirmed president on November 3rd. Right. That's so right. it was a prophetic dream. Mm-hmm. Well, but he didn't know when he had it. Yeah. I mean, how would you interpret it? You know, in retrospect, it's easy to understand it now. But at the time, you'd be really scratching your head about that. We only have about two minutes left with you. We've had Tina on hold forever. I feel badly okay. about that. So let's let's get Tina on here um, before okay. we let you go, Cindy. Hi, Tina. Welcome to the show. Sorry to keep you on hold so long. Uh, thank you. Can you hear me okay? Yes, you sound great. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, I've had premonitions sometimes come true. They're pretty vivid. And one time I had a dream of a famous musician years ago, and I'm like, why is he in my dream? And then I wound up meeting him four times. And then I had a similar dream recently of another very famous person. I don't know if that's another sign. I'd like to get your input on that. Hmm, interesting. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, and so the the first person that you saw uh, years ago, famous person, uh, what, what happened to him or or to them? I met him four times soon after the dream. Oh, okay. Well, you know, there's there's every chance that uh, you might be, your feet might be lined up, your paths are going to be directed. Um, you know, uh, it did happen once. It's probably not unlikely that it could happen again. Um, and I think, uh, you know, it gives you hope. It gives you something to look forward to. It gives you some kind of a divine. I like these kinds of dreams because I think they give you divine direction. It's almost like, oh, goody, you know, something I'm going to get to meet uh, this person or this this is going to happen or my pathway is going to be designed and my feet are going to be ordered. My steps are going to be ordered in such a way that uh, if it happens again and you do meet this uh, famous person that you've just dreamed about, um, I believe that you're going to begin to It'll carry on into just fun things like meeting famous people. It will carry on into knowing certain things ahead of time. And I would call that a special ability that you carry. You probably were born with it. You were born with a gift to be able to to, um, dream a certain dream about something like that and then have it actually play out for you or, or it manifests or it it takes a physical presence so that actually, you know, this does begin to happen for you. Um, so I think those, those kinds of, they're kind of hopeful, actually. I think those dreams are hopeful because um, it's like, Oh, I'm getting, um, I'm getting some hidden insight. Okay. Like things like a little treasure was, was uh, maybe, uh, hidden from, you know, for me just for now, for this time. Um, 
if it doesn't happen, uh, then it's, it's again, you're awakened in your dream life. Uh, you can continue to, to realize that there are some things that are going to begin to reveal themselves to you that will happen. Okay. So you're already tracking and, um, and so this will be good and it'll help you, um, even with your plans, you know, with, with certain plans, it'll help you to, to decide or to understand, you know, certain pathways or, or things that you need to do or, or get to do, I guess. Some things we plan and they happen and some things just happen for us. Right. So, right. Well, thanks for clarifying because some other dreams have come true. Even I had dreams of people dying before their death and it happened. So it's scary. Yeah. That can, that can be, I knew. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I knew that you had a gift. I know that you have a gift. I know that that is a prophetic gift. It's a gift that you see things before they happen. And so, uh, you know, you're actually able now to, to give a maybe a simple warning, I would never go up to someone and say, "Oh my God, I had a dream that you're going to die." But what I would do is I would I would cushion it with, you know, I just want to um, maybe help you uh, tell me about your future. I would say to my friend if I heard it had a dream about that, tell me about your future. Tell me about what you see yourself doing, and so and this and that, and then agree with them about their future. In other words, uh, kind of cancel that death assignment over them by giving them a future and a hope. Thanks for the call, Tina. We appreciate you being on hold for so long and listening and calling and all of that. So thanks so much. Happy New Year to you. Um, Cindy, we're basically out of time here. In fact, a little bit over time, but that's okay because it was a great conversation. Your book is called What What Your Dreams Are Telling You. It's available where? It's on my website, um, cindymcgill.org. I also have a documentary that we did at the Sundance Film Festival that you can download. I think it's a digital download for 10 bucks. And uh, then we've, uh, you know, we're trying to get some more. I've got another book coming out here pretty quick, I'm hoping. And uh, it'll be about some of the encounters and some of the people and the dreams that we've encountered, uh, done for people, you know, all over the world, which will be speak for themselves, so to speak. And then you can also get the book on Amazon. But if you go to my website, um, I can actually sign it for you and send it to you. If you go to Amazon, you don't get a signature. And so unless you're from out of country, if you're from out of country, you want to go to, to Amazon for sure. And before I let you go, just kind of tying this all together with current events and the things that people are experiencing right now, what is your, uh, we'll have to keep it a little succinct here, but what is your advice for people who might be having disturbing dreams that you believe might be related to environmental factors, these things we're all facing right now? Yeah, I would say this. I would say you need to keep your yourself in peace. All right. You, you don't know the outcome yet. You don't know what things are going to do. Again, things can turn on a dime. They can turn in a moment's time and be in your favor. Uh, you can begin to allow, ask for the peace, ask for the spirit of truth to settle in on you um, while you're sleeping um, and give you a rest and give you the ability to see clearly. I would even put my hands on my head at night and I would say, I'm, I'm commanding my mind to be still so that my spirit can get the spirit of truth and, and understanding and a genuine, you know, raw truth so that I'm not, it's not mixed up with my emotions. 
And, uh, and, and the, the peace will keep you, uh, perfect love casts out fear. Okay. Because fear has torment. So, uh, it, perfect peace and perfect love go together. And I think if we just concentrate on those two factors and realize that this is a bigger thing than us, we don't have a lot of control over it. However, we can stay in peace. We can stay in perfect love. We are the enemy that we're fighting right now is not each other. It's just this spirit weird battle going on and begin to, to tell yourself, speak life over yourself in the morning, in the mirror, give yourself a future, give yourself a hope, tell yourself what, you know, give yourself a, a future to live for. Yeah. And, and then also put your hands on your head at night and command your mind to be still so that your spirit can hear what your dreams, uh, what the messages can be and uh, that they would be peaceful. And um, I have a, a scripture that I stand by and it's, I think it's in the new American standard. I had to go Bible on you, but I will <laughs> uh, new, new American standard. It's, it's Proverbs nineteen twenty three. It says the fear of the Lord leads to life that one may sleep satisfied, untouched by evil. And so we have to keep ourselves in perfect peace right now. And that will keep us from fear. Fear will, it has no, ability, no claws. It has no place to land. It doesn't have any way to get in and disturb us when we stay in perfect peace. And God says, I'll keep your, I'll keep you in perfect peace when your mind is stayed on me. And that's an Isaiah. Cindy, so those, those are things I do. <laughs> yeah. And it's been, it's been terrific having you here. I really enjoyed it. I'm already looking forward to the next time you join us. So um, when did you say you'll have a new book? Will it be this coming year? I'm hoping it will be, yes, it will definitely be this coming year. Okay. And I will let you know when that Perfect. happens and we'll plan on maybe getting together again with another dream thing, maybe toward uh, into January or maybe first part of February. That works out. For That's you. terrific. Happy new year to yeah. you, Cindy. Great you to have too. you on the show. Look forward to the next one. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Beyond Reality Paranormal is hosted by J.V. Johnson and produced by Orion Palmer and Slick Eddie Edwards. Like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please consider supporting the program either through your podcast platform, click on the link in the description, or on Patreon at Joha Productions. If you'd like to be a guest on Beyond Reality Paranormal or you have a recommendation for a guest, contact our producer, Slick Eddie Edwards. Eddie is spelled with a Y at slickeddieedwards at gmail.com.